When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Alex Brandt Bernard Rasmussen, co host Catherine Brandt, and Andy Brandt Bernard. We'll be right back in a couple of seconds. Todd Hoffman will join us. Todd's new discovery series, Hoffman Family Gold, premieres on March 25th, just two days away. Todd Hoffman, our special guest next with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Back in the saddle again. We're back in the saddle again. Okay, Gene Autry, what's that all about? Well, after our normal break, Coon Rapids Nissan and Walzer Nissan are back on the air with 10 months of terrible commercials. Ever think of hiring a copywriter? Pat's pretty good. Hey, we're selling cars, not carpets. Anyways, too expensive. Check out our new press release. This just in, Burnsville Nissan and Coon Rapids Nissan have started out 2022 as the number one and number two dealers in the state of Minnesota. Jason Leckler has been quoted as saying, this is the year I bump off Dan Resch. He studied animal husbandry for crying out loud. Dan replied with, blow it, J-Lo. What do you think? Mm, maybe you should hire a copywriter. Cool that they're leading the sales race, though. That's good. Yeah, it's actually more than good. Because they were so dominant last year, we've earned more than our fair share of new Nissans. We have 40 Altimas available for March and 120 Rogues. Check out the huge selection of Nissans at Burnsville Nissan and Coon Rapids Nissan. Hey folks, Brian Zepp here. Spring is gearing up, and if you're like me, you've already got the itch to hit the road. Make sure you and your motorcycle are ready with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, Metric Cruiser, or Sport Bike, 
you'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com. They've got 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets too. Order before 8 p.m. and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over 89 bucks. Get in gear and head to DennisKirk.com. Take it from Zep. They ship today. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, a little bit of news, a little bit of information. Let me know when Todd Hoffman's ready to go. I believe he's on the phone. He's on the horn? Well, we like that, ladies and gentlemen. Todd Hoffman, how are you? Hey, I'm doing all right, doing all right. I'm glad to hear it. I'll tell you one thing, Todd, I just... uh, it was kind of announced earlier that I do a morning show in town, too, a morning radio show in town, too, and we had talked a little bit about you being on the show today, and uh, you got a lot of fans in the in the state of Minnesota. I'll tell you that, Todd. Dude, that's awesome. That's awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, Todd's it. new Discovery Series. Everybody. Absolutely. Todd, uh, Todd's new Discovery Series, Hoffman Family Goals, premieres uh, March 25th, just two days away. The series follows Todd along with his father, Jack, his son, Hunter, and a veteran crew of miners as he empties his life savings with the hope to turn around a distressed mine in Alaska, taking a big gamble that he can turn around the operation, produce enough gold to get the mine out of the red. So how do you even find gold mines, Todd? Is it that hard to do, I suppose? Well, you've got to remember that some of the old-timers, and I, mean, I don't mean the 1930s, 40s miners, I'm talking the old, like, 18, late 1800s, early 1900s, 1905, 1907. Those guys were great at sniffing out gold. So what you do is you look for their, their prospecting. So if you can find out where they were, they had to get somewhere around 20 to 30 ounces per 100 yards of material that they ran, mm-hmm. or they couldn't make it. So we're talking about if you find those places, that's some of the richest places left in the whole world. It's such an amazing thing because, Todd, I know you, uh, you in the descriptor, it's, it's mentioned, but gold is uh, it's an amazing thing because we have inflation like mad going on right now. Gold prices are soaring because of financial markets, everything going on in Ukraine and the world. It's so amazing how gold and, and – I I'm assuming that silver also has this this great. If the economy collapses, you want some gold and silver, don't you? At least some gold. I mean, I I always believe in it, and I, and a lot of people out there will have some gold in their portfolio, but they don't actually have the physical gold. So, if I could encourage your your listeners is to actually take um, possession of the physical, not paper. Right. Get it in your hand, and that's what you're going to want. Try to get it into coin. Try to get it into smaller denominations and silver as well. And um, it's good to have a hedge. You know, put that hedge out there because gold's being artificially held down right now. It's not really the the, the 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 value of gold is probably three to five thousand an ounce, not you know nineteen hundred, two thousand. Why? Why are they doing that? Well, I don't know. You have that's exactly what we're trying to figure out. But there's a huge institutions that they all kind of work together and they hold they can artificially hold that price down 
with if everybody has paper, you know? Right. If everybody, like, they ran out of physical gold a while back. You couldn't, you couldn't hardly buy any. So, like, the cost, let's say the cost of a of an ounce, like a coin, like a gold eagle was like, it showed $2,000 an ounce, but you went on eBay and they were 2300 to get one. Oh, sure. Okay. So that was the true market value of that gold coin. So there's a lot of manipulation. Some of the central banks and some of these countries can actually work together and try to hold that price down because uh, it's advantageous to keep it down because it doesn't really help the, some of their financial systems. It doesn't really help their fiat currencies, which we know are all in trouble. You know, we printed right. a bunch of money and that, that doesn't work. I mean, it was just, you know, we all have to balance our, you know, budgets and our checkbooks, except for, um, central banks and, and, and uh, governments, they just print, they print to pay, things off and it's going to trickle and that's scary to to me and a lot of small business owners you know no i could understand it todd is it true that at one time that uh, fort knox was absolutely filled with gold and now there's hardly any in there you know i don't know i hear that rumor all the time right i don't know i mean i think there's like one guy the head of the fed or whoever really knows that that answer um i know that putin has bought a ton of gold mm-hmm. he's got quite a few dollars of gold i can't remember how many tons of gold that he has but uh i hear he's looking at selling some of it and everybody's <laughs> afraid to buy it from him so i don't know what's going on but uh that war is really shaking the world and it's kind of scary it's, it's, it's scary to look at it's scary to watch you know so that's where I'm mining, by the way, about 100 miles from Russia. So, oh, you are about 150 miles. <laughs> yeah, I'm Whoa. up uh, across Siberia. I know. Well, did yeah. you see this coming at all? Over there, in deep trouble. Yeah, exactly. What's did you that? see this war? Did you see this attack coming? I know he talked about it a bit, and then China talked him out of it for the Olympics so and all I, that, and you know whatever. I, I honestly, I mean, me personally. You know, it's horrible what you see. What we need is peace, yeah. right? But strategically, is is Ukraine strategically um, something that the United States needs to get involved with? I don't see it, and I don't want any bloodshed of our boys over there. Now, no. having said that, is what's happening bad? Yeah, it's bad. Can we support Ukraine in other ways? Yes, kind of what we're doing, maybe, but... You know, what I think is, is you got to keep your eye on the ball on is Taiwan, because China has always wanted Taiwan back. Mm-hmm. And we get an immense amount of parts and technology from Taiwan. We've invested a lot of money in there over the years. So, um, I don't know, things look pretty, things look pretty scary right now on the world, in the world. Um, so what I've tried to do myself is say, okay, um, I love I love Jesus. I'm going to work on trying to keep my family going. I'm going to try to support my kids. I mean, I've kind of looked inwards instead of sitting there watching the news. I don't watch the news much anymore because of all yeah. this. Because it, yeah. 
twi- it's kind of twisting me up a little bit. So what I want to do is focus on my family, and that's kind of what I did the last three years. And then I, everybody wanted to mine again, and so I was able to kind of put this thing together. What you're going to see is can we come rise from the ashes with our little company? Can we find good gold ground? Can we? Do I fight with my son to a point where it's unhealthy? You know, father, son, and son is not an easy combo, right? So um, another thing is the elephant in the closet is uh, the elephant in the room is like, you know, you would think after three years, and if I came back on TV, I'd be skinnier, right? But no, not so fast. So... He's killing himself, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm just like I'm a I'm a little bit older guy, but I'm still a fat kid with a gold mining dream. And my you know, but my dad is like he gets better with age. I just get grayer, and I'm still fat. But Hunter comes on, (laughs) comes in here, and Hunter starts kicking ass, and he looks like Justin Bieber. So I don't know. I'm hoping he's my son, but I mean, to be honest with you, do we? Does, does any of us ever know? Really know? No. Right? Oh, Todd. That's I love that. Oh, by the way, uh, listeners oh. have, are, are texting in. There is no gold in Fort Knox. They showed that on the local news in Louisville just a few years ago. There is zero gold in Fort Knox. Oh, wow. Which oh, I can really? read some from. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? I, did, I didn't know that. Wow. That's kind That's of scary. Really... I thought we had a huge gold reserve. That's what I no? thought, too, but apparently we got off the gold standard. Uh, was that back in the Nixon? Was that Nixon did the gold standard thing? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, it was. They even outlawed gold for a minute. It's kind they of scary. Did? They had actually outlawed it. The owner, private ownership of gold. They did oh, back then. Sake. Really? God. Yeah. You have to check it out. It's kind of crazy. Well, you know, they just love to control the people, Todd. You know, if you got to if you got to take the gas away, if they got to jack up the prices of everything, got to take the gold away, they'll do it because they got to control the people. I don't, man, it's weird how they love to control the people now. Why? So you have a group of people that believe that they can, that they're smarter than you. That's yes. just what it comes down to. There's the dumb people, and then there's smart people, and the smart people have to decide everything for the dumb people. That's really how yep. they look at life. They're they do. The yep. elite. And what we don't want is to, we don't, what we want is to, is to preserve free speech and freedom. And that's what we want to do. Because then we can elect people, bring them in, and take them right out if we need to. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, we're, we were all created with uh, a bunch of things that, that you know, we're all created equal. But, you know, God created us to, to have freedom and uh, to be able to express ourselves, you know. And um, so, you know, we, we, we want to, to be able to pursue, you know, happiness and wealth and everything else we can do. That's why America is the greatest experiment in the world, you know. I agree. That's you why be careful. You're... Gold mine in Alaska. You better be careful. Putin might be listening to you. You could you'd end up in jail for those words. <laughs> I yeah, I uh, I can guarantee you he's probably 
not caring too much right now. Well, that's true. He doesn't. He kind of wondered, like, what do you think he's doing? Like, what's his day look like? Does he hit the gym? <laughs> is he freaking out? I mean, what's his day look like? I mean, what does he do every day? I know that is pretty that's amazing. The whole world hating <laughs> on him right now. Well, yeah. I don't know. It is bizarre. I got to read something from your descriptor, Todd. Uh, this this paragraph, I like it a lot. Todd will secure the mining rights for the next decade and could build a family legacy, but he will need to do it in just six weeks before the winter season sets in. You have to do it in six. What is that all about, Todd? Why is it six weeks? Well, so so I help a guy out with his mine, and I say, if I can come in and make a difference, if I can come in, and lay things out, get it straightened out. If I can come in and get you the gold you need to pay your bills, here's what I'll do. I will invest and help you, but you're going to sign this mine over to me. And that's what you're going to see. Do I pull that off or not? And uh, he's an old friend. Um, That doesn't mean he knows what he's doing mining. It doesn't mean that I'm a professional miner either. So I'm not a gold miner from the freaking city. Like, I'm in so I'm like everybody else. Everybody is watching the show. Like, I just so happened to have been beat up by mining enough to actually write some notes and say, okay, uh, let's not do that again, you know, right. the jungle. Or, you know, so I put together some knowledge. I've, I've Almost all the wash plants in the show I've either ran or owned. Most of the guy, you know, I created Gold Rush. So a lot of people don't know that, that I actually created the actual show. And everybody laughed at me, and everybody said, what a joke. You can't do TV. You're from Sandy, Oregon. You know, and I created the biggest (laughs) show in the history of one of the biggest uh, networks of the world. So, you know, if I could let anybody know out there, it's, it's that all things are possible to those who love Jesus. In my In my world, I live by that. Having said that, I'm no poster boy for the faith, okay? So I'm kind of a work in progress. But <laughs> Well, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, we got, I've we're been all known to progress. say the F word a lot. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, you never know what the, you know, Aramaic, maybe there is a word for the F word in Aramaic. You just use that. That'd be good. Yeah, yeah, try giving people that that thing there. Yeah, you know, we... <laughs> They asked me, my church asked me to speak, and the guy, the guy's really nervous, and he's like, sure. okay, so, um, he goes, what are you going to say, Todd? You know, he's all worried, because it's, he's the pastor, and he's kind of scared, right, because he's brought mm-hmm. me in there, right? And I'm like, well, I don't know what I'm going to say. I'm kind of a loose cannon, and he looks at me like, oh, God. <laughs> um, he goes, he's getting really nervous, you know, and I said, he goes, well, um, are you going to talk about, you know, uh, uh, like James James 7 or, you know, I'm like, probably not. I go, I didn't prepare anything. He looks at me like, oh, dear Lord, you know, he's freaked. Now he's really freaking out, you know, and I go, I'll tell you what, I got, I'm just going to try not to get up there and say the F word. That's it. Sure. That's our main goal. Good and plan. He just, and he just looks at me like, <laughs> oh, well, there goes my job, you know, so. He's fine. I spoke in front of 20,000 people one time, 20,000 people in Las Vegas without any notes. And I got to be honest with you, on a scale of 1 to 10, it was about a 3. 
But <laughs> okay. it was very, <laughs> it was very interesting. And uh, 500 people came down in front and asked Jesus Christ into their heart because I kept it real, you know. Well, I think that's and important. A lot of those people, yeah, they were addicted. A lot of people were addicted. I could smell, I could smell the, uh, the methadone uh, in the group, and you know, and some of the reasons why I'm, I have a, I have a drug and alcohol treatment center that I own and operate, and um, so that's really where my a lot of where my heart is is um, we get kids off of. Uh, drugs and alcohol, so important. So it's pretty, Todd, is that kind of a, a pretty cool effort? Is that Sober Living Oregon? Is that what is that your organization? Yep. Excellent. Yep, it is. Uh, this is pretty we cool. Just, yeah, we just got our helped our 500 kid, and uh, I got to be honest with you, it's sucked a lot of money from me, sure. but it has given me. Given me something that's, I don't know, you can't explain it. It's like when a parent comes up to you and grabs a hold of your shirt almost and just says, Dude, you saved my daughter's life. It's like you, you don't, you, you just want to get away and get into a quiet place and just say, You know, God, thank you for allowing me to even be a part of that, you know. But it is, very hard because every once in a while we lose a kid and they pass away yeah, yeah. fentanyl so i lost lost two really nice girls uh that we were they were clean so they had, a, they had over a year sobriety so and it's a wicked it's a wicked thing that's going on out there so we're trying to fight best we can todd is it true that the, that the uh a little drop of fentanyl the size of a pinhead is enough to kill someone. It, so I have a men's group I run, okay? I got a kid in there named Max. He's 6'8". He's 6'8". He's friends with a famous rapper. Brought him down. Great kid. Uh, him and another guy that weighs 300. Max is about 260. They split one small pill of fentanyl. They both relapsed. They and Max dropped dead. Oh okay? God. He's Jesus. huge. He dropped dead. The police station ran across the street. This is in my little town, Sandy, Oregon, and shot Narcan up his nose. They were giving him mouth to mouth. And Max came back to life. Ooh. And he was at he was at my Bible study the next week. So, do you, you know, find that, that people are seeking fentanyl out, or do you think it's mostly or entirely accidental deaths from people who don't know what they're taking? I think you're what you're having is is kind of a hybrid. A lot of it is mislabeled. A lot of it is just bad. Mm-hmm. But then. A lot of people are—they're at this point; they just don't care. Yeah, and they have their friends standing there. It's almost—you it, know—I know what's really sick, and I—I I feel like it's bringing your—I feel like I'm killing your show. 
No, 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 no. No, Todd, this is very interesting. It's a real issue. Some people, it's, it's real, man. It is. So some kids want to take it to that point, and they have their friends friends standing there with Narcon, Narcan. They almost take it there. They want to take it to the edge of death. So this is, this is where we're at, guys, as a country. This is our next generation. Yep. And every kid that we can get, turn around and get hope. That's the word, guys. It's hope. You know? Yep. My hope is in Christ. But when I'm mining, you know, you got to have hope when you're out doing things. you got to have hope to get up in the morning. Right? And a lot of these kids lost hope. And a lot of people lost hope during this COVID stuff. So it has it is psychologically affected our country. And what we have to do is reestablish hope in this in our country. Because a lot of these kids with their phones, the way their brains are mapped, is uh, they're losing hope. You have depression at all time high. You know, mental illness at an all time high. So we got we got an epidemic here that's uh, it's in the uh, mental health space. A lot of times, drugs and alcohol is not the the problem. It's it's that they look in the mirror and they're not happy with what they see in the medicating. They try to feel better inside, right? So what we have to do is yep. give them hope and show them hope, and we have to. At the end of the day, they got to be able to look in the mirror and are and they're okay with that person that's staring back at them. They have to be okay with that person or we're heading in the wrong direction. And yeah. yep. you know, I can say all this stuff and I don't have all the answers, trust me, but I know that our clinic is very highly rated and blah, blah, blah. Does it make money? No. <laughs> I mean, we barely make. Oh, no. People think, oh, you're doing it for the money. I'm like, you know, God, not doing it for the money. There's no money in it. <laughs> but there is there is satisfaction in it. There is rewards yeah. in it. I know that God blesses me because I do it. So in those respects, you know, but it is hard when you lose a kid. Oh, you yeah. lose a kid, and it's kind of scary, so... Todd, I got to take Horrible. a quick break. Excellent. You got another. You got another ten minutes with us. Do you not? Do you have enough time? I have no idea. Sure. <laughs> well, we'll take a very quick. We'll be right back with Todd Hoffman right after this. The 2022 Bloomington Boat Show is here and going on now. Get out of the cold and into a 25,000-square-foot heated showroom at Dan Southside Marine. A huge inventory of boats means the best deals of the year. Over 60 boats on display from Premier, Avalon, Berkshire, Alumacraft, and more. Explore what's new for 2022 at the Bloomington Boat Show at Dan Southside Marine. Six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington. Visit BloomingtonBoatShow.com. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company, Bradley's partner. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with a lot of multi-generational, family-owned businesses. 
Take Raymond Autobody of St. Paul, for example. Four generations of the Slomkowski family having successfully run the business. When they were ready to expand, we helped them acquire a new building, allowing them to service more vehicles in their state-of-the-art shop. We've also helped them set up the next generation of owners, keeping the business and family for years to come. Tom here. If you want a family business like me or any business, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. I know them, trust them with my banking. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. Sounds like we really won you over, Tommy. Well, let's not get crazy, Brad. Seriously. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience member, FDIC, and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Our special guest, Todd Hoffman, with us. Todd's new Discovery series, Hoffman Family Gold, premieres in just two days. The series follows Todd along with his father, Jack, his son, Hunter, and a veteran crew of miners as he empties his life savings with the hope to turn around distressed mine in Alaska. He's taking a big gamble. He can turn around the operation, produce enough gold to get the mine out of the red. Todd Hoffman, our special guest. Todd, i got to ask you a question, uh, you know, or make an observation and see what everybody on the show thinks of this. I love the way that you're very open and honest about your feelings about a number of things, but the people out there that, and I just want to get your take on this. See, I think if we did have faith, whatever you have faith in, whether it's God or whatever it is, in your case, you're a Christian. You're, uh, I, I grew up Roman Catholic myself, so I would be Christian as well. But we got into a situation now where we don't want any police around. We don't want anybody telling us what to do. We don't want, uh, you know, God in our lives because my God is better than your God or God is dead. Or Why do we always have to tear down the very things that can help us the most? It makes no sense. It, it Oop, makes no sense because, no, I'm still here. It makes no okay, sense. Good. Because we, we don't want, you know, we want to do what we wanted to do. And we don't want rules, you know. When I say that, that's not me. I said, I'm, right. I'm talking about right. this other generation that's coming up, right? <clears throat> I mean, who would have ever thought of the things that somebody would do to a police officer and it right. would actually stand in America? We have to have the rule of law. Once we break down the rule of law, we're we're done. And so we have to fight to keep the rule of law. Our court system needs to not be making policies. They need to just make decisions on the laws that are written. And how the Founding Fathers created and put this, this, this whole thing together. But we better support our police officers because guess what? Guess who you're going to call when you're in trouble? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Nobody and nobody's going to come. They're already not coming because they're understaffed. So, you know, the other day, I, you know, we had uh, my son. He had got a guy cutting off a catalytic converter right in broad daylight, oh, and God. he called the police. And they don't even come. They don't come. Yeah, they don't that care. happened they, to my neighbor. Actually, they got bigger. 
<laughs> yeah, so yep. it's like it's getting it's getting weird. And what you're seeing is when you have the breakdown of law and order. I've lived in third world countries. Okay, this is where you go. Eventually, you have to bribe people to get your uh, your services. Like even like your electricity turned on on a on a building project, or it, it just goes downhill. And before we we enjoyed growing up a country that ran with law and order. And once that is gone, we're in deep, deep, deep trouble as a country. So, and, and, and most Americans believe in this. It's that we've got to stop allowing these fringe groups to, to treat our police officers and firemen and, 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 you know, they need, we're done with that. We got, we have got to rise up and stand up for our country, you know, and that's where we're at. You know, it's weird. It's gotten weird. It has gotten really weird. I never thought I'd see these people going on spring break in South Beach, Miami, and opening fire on each other with guns. I mean, I thought I'd never. That's a beautiful area. So I don't know if you've ever been to South Beach, but it's gorgeous. But just a couple of nights ago, there was some gunfire in South Beach. So now they're shutting it down and they're keeping an eye on, uh, you know, the, all the college kids or high school, whoever is on spring break right now. I, I just. Why people think that it's okay, all this gunplay and all the rest of it. And I, look, you have to have something. Here's the order in my life, basically. Now I'm doing the show, Todd, today with my wife, Catherine, our son, Andy, and our daughter, Alex. So it's the four of us. We're all family members. So what I say to myself and I say to other people, and they kind of look at me kind of weird and because I go, you know, I look at my wife, our son, and our daughter, and I know there's a God. I, how, I just didn't get that lucky. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I wish people understand that. Now, I I have I've been married twenty six years. Now, um, it it hasn't always been great, but we don't give up on each other, right? Right. And so, we work on it. There's things that she had to work on. There's things that I had to work on. We come from different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. We're broken. We're broken people in our own way. But what we did is we made a covenant in front of God. And you either take those things serious or, or don't, you know. Um, we, you know, we had a, a situation, it was like a postpartum issue with my wife. And, and her friends are vultures, some vultures got around her and like, oh, yeah, you need to divorce, you need to divorce him, you know. Oh, and God. my wife is like, no, no, no. Because we made a covenant, you know, between, you know, us and God. And so um, at the end of the day, though, that's going away. This uh, younger generation is not seeing things that way. And that's what scares me about America is that what we would like to do is have everybody feel like, you know, this country, even though some of our founding fathers, you know, weren't perfect, but it doesn't you know, the fabric of this country is good, right? The overwhelming uh, fabric of this country is good. And that let's preserve this goodness in this country. Law and order, being able to go out and start a business, you know, knowing that your kids can play out in the yard, not get shot or get, you know, get kidnapped. So, you know, a lot of that comes down to the basic premise of law and order. And what's 
once we break down the law and order, that's where you know. And, and I'm not saying that police don't have issues. I've been I've been harassed by police officers before too. They do need checks and balances, but yeah, you know, once you once a young person stops respecting a police officer, we got troubles. Just the actual fact of respecting a police officer because it puts everybody in a dangerous situation. And these poor officers, too, you know, they're they're getting shot. I've never seen so many police officers yeah. that are getting killed. So it's kind of scary where it's going. How, how it's going to end, I don't know. It doesn't look like it's going to end well. But um, I know that um, if we can protect our kids and at least teach our kids, you know, the truth, yeah. um, that's I don't know. That's the best we can do. Get involved in all of the elections, like from school boards, which is the biggest one, to you know, city, city, everything. Get involved in local. Go local to protect your local community. That's what I'm doing with Sandy. So I'm trying to get more involved in local uh, areas of real estate and businesses, and just you know, helping helping local politicians, the school board, and things like that. I'm helping the governor, governor's race of Oregon. Um, yeah. So that's what we got to do. We got to get active. Don't bury your head in the sand or we're going to lose our country and opportunities that we all had growing up. Our kids are not going to see those. Yeah, I think that's true. We have our, our son, Andy has a four and a half month old baby and our daughter, Alex also on the show has a five-year-old and a three-year-old. What do you, what do you guys think of this? You have little children. Is there a future looking brighter, or what do you think? It's hard to say. I mean, look at how things have changed in the past 15 years. You know, 15 yeah. years from now, they could be complete 180 again. You never know. I suppose. What do you think, Alex? I don't know. I mean, there's always going to be problems. I mean, you guys, yeah. like, when you were a child, you guys were worried about the atom bomb constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, So it's true. like, well, when I we were know. kids in the 90s, actually the <laughs> highest homicide rate in U.S. history. Yeah. Yep, but we didn't know. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not like all this stuff that's happening in the world today. It doesn't freak me out because I'm like, all I can do is focus on my children and their needs right. and their happiness and put more good mm-hmm. people out into the world. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's that's a great point you both made there. You just got to do the best you can. Look, your mother and I work work like mad. Did men you say and mad your daughter? Men. Your daughter's here too. Did your is your daughter on there? That's too? me. Yep. Yes. Hello. Yep. Is that you? Okay. That's me. And how old are you? I am thirty three. Okay. And and what um what what are your what's your take on on a lot of this um, the law and order type of thing and do you believe like it's just like a lot of this is like police need some more accountability or do you believe that it it they needed to be backed off or what's your thoughts on it like just police in general what do you mean yeah that's you know like average um a big large city or um do you believe that you know, we had a big issue there for a long time with defunding the police. Yeah. And where do you fall on that? I definitely think defunding, defunding the police is absolutely ridiculous, and it would lead to absolute mayhem. I mean, I think there are certain things that would be good, like, um, I mean, but at the same time, I don't know how the 
how police are trained. I've never been through a police training. I don't have anybody in my family that's been through it, so I'm not super familiar with it. And so all these people always say it would be great if they worked more on de-escalating and if they were better trained in crisis management and all this stuff. So, I mean, in theory, that sounds great, but maybe they already are. I'm not sure. I mean, crisis management would be good for everybody and more understanding of situations and how to deal with them is always good. But no, I don't think that they should be defunded. That would be awful. How about you, Andy? What do you think? I pretty much agree, I would say. Seems to be a very strong correlation between uh, defund the police movements and a city going to hell. So, uh, hard to deny that. (laughs) It is hard to deny that. I think these are great points. I really do. Todd, you got to come back and do the show more often. This uh, look, we could talk about gold. We could talk about Jesus. We could talk about defund the police or just the police. Talk about gold. We could talk about Jesus. Uh, you know, I Jesus know. received gold when he oh, was a baby. Jesus. Know what I, let's, go, let's talk about next time. Hey, next time, let's talk about rock and roll. And oh, I got my band, go. Sandy Soul, and we just dropped an album. So let's talk rock next time. No, wait a second. If you got the time, we got about another nine minutes if you want to talk about your new new song. Oh, we'd love to hear it if you got well, the time got, to do it. I got a song. I got two songs that are doing really well. Um, one's called Tommy, and it's a song about recovery. And the other one is called Breathe. And that one's becoming a hit over your, in Europe somewhere. Uh, I think Sweden. But um, you can you can find us on all the platforms, Spotify. Our band's called Sandy Mule. The only people that like that name is our band, because my wife hates everybody hates it. So. <laughs> Uh, anyways, Sandy yeah, we kind of play, I, I don't know how you classify it. We're almost like 90s rock, but it's kind of different. Like, there's some different songs on there, on that album. But, yeah, I'm a lead singer. I have a lot of, I have millions in downloads. If you just type my name, I have lots of videos out. I've even done some covers for movies and different things like that. And, um... Oh, really? I don't know. I have a passion of mine. I don't make any money at it, but it's definitely something I really love doing. Now, do you do you go on tour with the band? Do you play locally? What, what do you do with the band? So we just are practicing to open. We're going to be opening for some bands. So we have about 10 to 12 songs is about what you need for an open set. And every Sunday we get together and we practice. And I, it's really loud. I'm, I practice right next to a taco time. <laughs> and from okay. 12 o'clock on Sunday, 12 o'clock to 3 o'clock on Sunday afternoon in Sandy, Oregon, <clears throat> you're not going to be able to order at the drive through because it's really loud. So um, <laughs> you can't hear next door when you're ordering your uh, soft tacos. So... Uh, I got to deal with the talk of time, and I said, listen, and we rock hard, and that's just the way it is. And he's like, all right, okay. Just, I can't hear the orders. I said, well, dude, we're keeping rock alive in America, bud. We need to honor that. He's like, all right, sounds good. So okay. we practice every week. <laughs> well, it sounds like you have a very nice neighbor. What is taco what? Taco time. 
He never Taco heard of John. that. Okay. Taco Time. It's a yeah. It's a franchise. It's an old franchise out on the west, I think. And uh, it's kind of like the precursor to Taco Bell. Right. Right. Kind of like a poor man's Taco Bell. So that'll explain to you where it fits in the hierarchy of drive-throughs. Mm-hmm. Is the food good though? You know, it's actually actually not bad. You know, but uh, well, that's good. It's good for you. You know, indeed. That's how, like I said, we got to we got to have you on more often. I love talking to you uh, again. The show Discovery Series Hoffman Family Gold premieres in just two days. Todd Hoffman, come back soon, will you, pal? I uh, will do. Thanks, thanks, guys. Thank you, Todd. Todd Hoffman, ladies and gentlemen, just a very nice man. See. Uh, uh, you know, I don't understand why it is that people, and maybe Catherine and Andy and Alex, you could help me out with this. I don't like your God. I like my God. I don't like your this. I like my deal. My <clears throat> my everything has got to be better than your everything. Why can't we just kind of meet in the middle and go, man, it's really nice that uh, if God, if your belief in God is keeping you on the straight and narrow and you're not, you know, boozing yourself to death or drugging yourself to death or whatever, that's a good thing, isn't it? As long as you don't take it out on other people, which he's not doing, so that's good, isn't it? I would think so. What do you guys think? think? So, well, I mean, we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. People just yeah. love to yeah. want people to think what they think. You're basically looking for a solution to an ongoing 2,500 plus year problem so we're never going to find a a solution are we no i don't think humans are capable of it i did like todd's take you got the stupid people and you got the smart people yeah pretty much (laughs) well i mean look what happened i mean so you know 2000 whatever years ago back in egypt or in you know ancient japan or whatever there was always you know my uh my chosen deity is the most powerful one, and no, right. my chosen deity is the most powerful one, so we got to kill each other. And then look at uh, what's happening in the world, even just in the 90s, the Troubles. That was very religiously based. Um, yeah. And it was basically the same thing. There was some other, you know, <clears throat> geopolitical stuff going on there, but there's always geopolitical stuff behind the scenes. Yeah. But religion has always been used as the catalyst, even if it's the same religion, if it's just slightly different interpretations, to kill one another. And this is an issue that has not been solved or improved in any way since the uh, dawn of human history. So uh, I don't think anytime soon it's going to go away. I think that's true. Now, i got to run something by you guys because I didn't know this is true. Uh, this is the first time I'm looking at this. NATO is claiming that 7,000 to 15,000 Russian troops are dead in the Ukraine. Where did that number? 7 uh, to 15,000? heavy bombing going on, right? But these are Russian troops. Wouldn't you think the Ukrainian, Ukrainian troops would be getting killed instead of the Russian troops? I have a difficult time believing anything anyone says during I a know. war. Because it's like, <laughs> it's NATO true. says that we're winning real hard, guys. It's Yeah, of course they're saying that. They want you to have high morale and support them. I'm sure Russia yeah. is saying the exact same thing. There's probably 500 million dead Ukrainians in the, the Russian media right now, but would you trust that? 
No. Exactly. So. No, I would not. But I, all of a sudden you go from there are some troops that have lost their lives, uh, Russian troops have lost their lives, now all of a sudden it's maybe 15,000 of yeah. them? What? The only thing I know for sure is that what keeps happening is that uh, people will take a video in their barracks, yeah. post it on Reddit for upvotes, and then the day later we find out that that barracks got shelled and everyone died. No. Maybe yeah. you should stop doing that, guys. Maybe the upvotes isn't worth uh, giving away your position to the enemy. Just a thought. Loose lips sink ships. Yep, that used exactly. to be a that's, poster for a reason. Well, yeah, that's literally, yeah, if you talk too much, the enemy can glean your position. I mean, God, if you want to look up some uh, crazy uh, intel usage, just look up, uh, do you know, well, you know Shia LaBeouf for Booth yeah, or whatever sure. the hell his yeah. name is. LaBeouf so he did, when Trump got elected, he did this thing called He Will Not Divide Us, which was a camera that he had set up that anyone could just walk up to and say anti-Trump things. It was supposed oh, to be art God. or whatever. So what happened was people kept going up to the camera and saying things that Shia didn't like. So what he would do is he would take the camera and move it into increasingly secret locations <laughs> okay. so people couldn't find it except for him and his friends. But people kept finding it, and it eventually got to the point, the camera started off pointed at the street, or just an empty lot or whatever, with a public address. And at the end, he put it in an office building, just pointing at a wall, and that was the entire stream. And people still figured out where it was, based on the position of the sun and the shadows, that were coming in through the window. So if you think that what you say has no consequence in terms of war intelligence, then oh, God. Uh, you're very wrong. A single picture is all they need. Yeah, it is amazing th- that they can do that now. Well, they know where you are. Oh, this Why are was, they this, letting this soldiers was, have cell phones? Well, I mean, the, they shouldn't uh, have cell phones. The he will not divide us thing was just a bunch of people on the internet who wanted to uh, make Shia mad. No, I mean... So, so it, yeah, if the if Russians, Reddit they have people. this uh, advanced military intelligence... I mean, they can do a thousand times what 4chan could do. Yeah, but I mean, Russian soldiers or Ukrainian soldiers shouldn't even have a cell phone in the barracks or wherever they are because oh, yeah, no, that everything too. can be traced. Yeah, the, uh, a bunch of uh, British people, I think like British military or something, went to Ukraine, left their cell phones on, and <coughs> Russians were uh, monitoring oh, the towers God. and saw a oh, bunch God. of... British area code numbers in that uh-huh. tower no. and blew up the building. Yeah, I don't think you should have cell phones on a soldier. Well, you think Sorry. they'd be telling their soldiers, it's like, okay, don't take videos, don't take pictures of our secret operations, please, and uh, maybe leave your cell phone at home if you don't want to get tracked because you're literally carrying around a GPS beacon with yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you are. All right, we got to take a break. Got another, uh, what? Another hour coming up in just about, what, 10 minutes, Andy? Is that right? Something to that effect. We'll be back with the family.